The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you believe in sports curses? Mike White, who's supposed to be the next big thing with the Jets, goes down in the first quarter, but they're saying there's got to be a curse on the Jets. And our question to you, the viewers, is do you believe in sports curses? Can't make up my mind whether I believe in them or not. Because on one hand, I say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But on the other hand, I'm very spiritual and believe there's a plan and all the rest. So I, I don't know. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Thursday. It's episode, what, uh, did I read it? Yeah, 1,103. Yeah, they, uh, they haven't knocked us off the air yet. I'm down here in South Florida where it's game day. The Toronto Maple Leafs are in town. Canada's team. Clark has just informed me we've lost Moose in the Toronto studio, so that's okay. I know that I can handle it. It'll be a little less entertaining here in the opening segment until we get Moose, but I can handle it. Uh, Well, so what I'll tell you is whether we get Moose back or not is immaterial. Coming up on the program today from NBC Sports Network, Washington, Alan May, host of Washington Capitals broadcast. He's a longtime NHLer, former Esteban Bruin, Brandon Wheat King, and Edmonton, Alberta products. We can talk about all things hockey. Alan May in hour one and in hour two soon-to-be best-selling author. He's not yet, but you're going to help us out with that. Jerry Teabag Hack. That's his nickname, and it's not as offensive as you think. Jerry Teabag Hack will be joining us from Vancouver. He wrote the book, Memoirs of a Hockey Nobody, and he's from the Vancouver area. He's going to join us to talk about his book, and also the Vancouver Canucks, who are in action tonight in Tampa Bay. Moose is here. Well, bring him in. Can you, Jordan? Uh, I don't want to do too many things at once. Can we hit the quick six show horn and we'll go from there? Thanks. We're going to jump into things. I got a lot of things to get to, Moose, as you know, we always do. But I will say this. We flirted with the idea of putting together a sports trip. I was all for it. And uh, it included the Leafs, Panthers tonight. Vancouver Canucks here Saturday. No, it was going to be in Tampa. That's what it was. Go to Tampa and watch Vancouver and the Lightning tonight and Saturday the Leafs and the Canucks. Sorry, the Lightning and the Leafs on Hockey Night in Canada and then the Buccaneers Sunday. That's what it was. But we didn't put it together because we had more pressing issues, as you know. But doesn't that sound great, everybody? That's something you can look forward to in the years ahead. We'll be doing these sports trips, but uh, for a variety of reasons, we couldn't do it now. Anyways, how you doing, Moose? What's up? You nervous about the Leafs game tonight? Because you should be. <laughs> yeah, what are we betting on the game? Because now that uh, I've made it down there, at least showed you that I'm, that I'm going to come down there again and willing to do that, we can put something uh, 
Something on the line, maybe at the Pompano Beach House lunch over there or something like okay. that. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. And you know what? Before we jump into the Quick 6 show thing, how about this? I taped the uh, Cats and Bolts bod- uh, podcast with Serena yesterday. We talked Florida NHL hockey. And frankly, she bullied Connor Bedard. And I was uh, very <laughs> upset about it. We went off the air um, fuming at each other. And the producers of the podcast were like, it's really good. The people really like it when you two argue. And I said, really? Because I don't. But Ed Jovanovsky was our special guest in studio on the show yesterday. Eventually, we'll be able to post it. But everybody's writing me, how's Jovo? How's Jovo? He's great. He loved having two Canadians there to talk hockey. Not a lot of people get to do that here. And he's from Toronto. He grew up, Windsor, but he grew up a Leaf fan from Ontario, grew up a Leafs fan, and he trashed the Leafs going into the game tonight. So eventually, hopefully, the producers will have the the, cut. the uh, clip cut and we can post it with what Ed had to say about the game tonight. So Ed, great guy, really good guy. Okay. So let's jump into point one. We'll talk baseball here for a second because apparently some people are into that. I say that facetiously. Jose Altuve homer, Christian Javier worked into the sixth inning of another solid postseason start and the Houston Astros beat the Texas Rangers 8-5 Wednesday night, cutting the Rangers lead to 2-1 in the ALCS. Texas lost for the first time this postseason after going 7-0. Star pitcher Max Scherzer was gone after four innings in his first outing in more than a month. And the Arizona Diamondbacks host the Philadelphia Phillies tonight in Game 3 of the National League Championship Series. The Diamondbacks are down 2-0 in the series after a 2-0 loss in Philadelphia on Tuesday. I'm calling an audible. Because I just can't wait to talk about this. Hockey's going to have to wait. Point three, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says the league. This isn't what I'm all hopped up about. This is a, I'll segue to it. Goodell says the league still needs to hire more minority head coaches. Owners voted Tuesday to push in-person head coaching interviews back one more week to create more opportunities for candidates. NFL executive Dasha Smith says the league office and the 32 teams are 50% diverse. There are six minority head coaches, including three whom are black. They've been talking about it for years. Uh, Get back to me when you actually do something. Somewhere along the line, I saw a poster when I got up this morning, and you and I were talking in our morning meeting how the digital world of media right now it's just a wash it's a you could get lost if you were just starting in it i wouldn't advise it thank god i've been in the business for 35 years people at least remember what i say and who i am but anyways somewhere i saw a poll of nfl players over half of them want to play in the olympics in flag football and within less than a second i was as enraged as i get and then i calmed down But I'm like, of course, you guys want. Don't you get enough? What's the average salary in the NFL right now? Two, three million dollars U.S. And now you got to go play flag football. Uh, Triggered. Yes, I was triggered. And in most cases, I wouldn't normally care. But we have the personal connection. You and I and Serena broadcast the USA Football National Flag Championships last year. All the way from... What do you call it? U6 or 6U? All the way up to the men's and women's divisions. There are national teams for these countries. But no, the NFLers and some CFLers just want to muscle their way in there and play flag football because they think it would be cool. And it ticks me off way more than I ever thought about hockey in the Olympics. I didn't really care about that because I knew I'd be watching regardless. Whether it's pro or amateur, the Olympics are corrupt. We all know that. Um, So I have way, way, way more on this 
I want to get your take on that. And it is our poll question today. Clark, can you p- please dig up the stats in a second? The poll is for Key Auto Group, and I'll tell you more about them in a moment. But uh, should NFLers and CFLers be eligible or able to compete in flag Olympic, flag football at the Olympics? It's an emphatic no from me because we've gotten to know personally the players on the USA national team. Who should you set? Had, I think, four touchdowns in the national championship game against Mexico. We called it. And I might add, Serena interviewed the head coach of the USA men's national flag football team. And he goes, tackle football players, NFLers couldn't play this. They're not suited to this. This is a specialized type of sport. This is not tackle football. So it's a no from me. I want, and, and, and I put it on our Instagram story. You can go follow, and I would encourage you to please do so at the Rod Peterson Show on Instagram. I said, I have a huge problem with NFLers and CFLers just think they're just going to show up and play and forget about all those that have dedicated a very long time and work to representing the national teams, not just USA, but all the countries. Oh, yeah, get out of the way because the, the NFLers are here. <laughs> Let me guess, Moose, you. Uh, aren't going to agree let me guess i'm literally going through this in real time and thinking through this in real time and i'm willing you've had all morning i'm willing to have the discussion but new things are coming in my head as you're saying this so look at i'm going to go on record i don't always go on record but i'm going to disagree with you and i'm going to say they should be allowed in because i'm of the opinion that you know you want the best to play now like we've talked about will the nfl players be suited i don't know like you know the hoosh do sets and the guys who played for the national team um they're probably good enough to to compete and have a shot to compete for the u.s and the olympics um i'm a big fan of the nhlers going to the olympics so that's a reason why i vote this way but then my mind goes to well there's no canadian national team that plays together all year right and then represents at the olympics like there's a u.s national team for flag football the other side of it is players all around the world are getting paid to play hockey professionally, and then professionals are coming over and playing in the Olympics. I don't think flag football players are getting paid around the world to play football professionally, or tackle football players, for that matter, at a high, high level, like they are with hockey. So maybe it would be a disadvantage then for an advantage for Canada and the U.S. to send CFL, NFL players and just roll through everybody else. So. It's going to be a big discussion point, but right now, on the surface, initially, I would say I'd like to see the pros go, but only a few of them, I think, would be suited for the game. Uh, Which is fine. Aaron in Edmonton writes in and says, yeah, what do you say? Tyreek Hill in flag football. Oh, dang. Oh, yeah, it would be interesting for sure and entertaining. Um Ryan Thomas writes in from the Queen City. He says, what's the difference with NHL players going to the Olympics for hockey? Absolutely nothing. But I didn't really have an opinion on that, Tommy, because I was going to watch it either way. Um, So I didn't care. Here, we have a personal connection with the members of the USA national team. We interviewed them. I know them. And then, and listen, lots of comments coming in here, so I appreciate it. Ryan in upstate New York says, I'm honestly torn about pro football players entering the Olympics. You want the big names on a global stage, but you also want the players already skilled to represent. I still have the rosters. This won't surprise anybody. I still have the rosters, Darren, that I had that I wrote out for the broadcast. So here's the Texas Fury. 
and their team that played in the national flag championships. Let's just say they qualified for the Olympics and then, eh. Well, no, let's take a boys team because uh, the NFLers are going to come in and steal your thunder. So Christopher Williams of the Orlando Elite, you don't matter. Mason Rodriguez of the Orlando Elite, you don't matter. Christian Baker of the Orlando Elite, you don't matter because Gronk wants your spot. So go pound sand. I have a huge problem with this. And I told Darren this. I was going to try my best not to swear. And I'm not sure I've... So cover it. Get ready. Ryan on radio at WQEE and the guys in Toronto at Game Plus. Yeah. And you guys there flying the Millennium Falcon at IKS. I may swear. Because I've eaten a lot of crap. I've eaten a lot of crap in my life. And I'm tired of eating crap. And I shouldn't have to fight. I shouldn't fight other people's battles for them. By name. It's not huge stuff, but I was supposed to. We always in the CFL had a thing that the host city's play-by-play broadcaster, the CFL team, if the Grey Cup was in your town, you got to call it. But in 2003, when it was at Taylor Field in Regina, Brian Hall of the Eskimos, they were playing the Alouettes through a fit. And then I was not allowed to broadcast it. I was went from being the play-by-play guy to not even on the crew. I didn't even go to the damn game because Halsey threw a fit. Didn't matter. He'd already called 78 Grey Cups. This would have been my first. My dad was ready to rip them limb from limb. But I ate the crap and didn't say anything about it. WHL playoffs. They did the first two rounds in 2017. The Pats were on their way to the league final. You might remember. After two series, I get a call from the dub going, Rod, you did a great job. You did nothing wrong. But Lou is now available, and he's going to take over from here. Sorry to tell you. I hope you're not mad. I'm like, well, I'm not mad, but enough kicks in the balls. It's like you and me and Serena doing on Olympic Network the National Flag Championships. Hey, Rod. Uh, you guys did a great job, but we're going to bring in Mike Tarico and Chris Collinsworth and Hannah Storm, which they probably will. <laughs> but sucks for the players. I just don't think that it's right. So we'll come around <laughs> on everybody else's. Uh, t- they want to talk about the Winnipeg Jets in my comments there. They're very upset with what I said in Winnipeg. So, uh, by the way, I, I'll be fine whether you're mad or you're not. And I'll put a bow on this by saying the NFL owners are going to step in if they haven't already and say, oh, by the way, you're not playing. Yeah, Tyreek Hill in the uh, flag football tears an ACL in the Dolphin season. <laughs> Agree or disagree with that? It's an issue with the NHLers and the owners. They don't want to take a break in the schedule. And look what's happened there. We used to see NHLers in the Olympics, and then, you know, the league and the owners came in and said, we're not sending you anymore. We want to make money. We want to have our own event. If we're going to do this, we want to have our own event. And I think the NFL might come back and say, well, geez, we could send these, kids, these guys to the Olympics, but if everybody wants to play, why wouldn't we have our own flag football event and we'll make all the money and make it even bigger? So, yeah, I could, it's a long road to seeing NFL players in the Olympics, I think. And, yeah, I, just, I think it's a you know, shorter conversation to potentially have CFLers in the Olympics, but that's a, that's a different conversation. Well, John, uh, Jim Mullen, the president of Football Canada, is out there tweeting this morning saying, who's your all-time, who's going to represent Canada? Name your top five CFL players that just retired in the last five years. Oh, way to go, Jim. You're, the, you're getting the amateurs out of the, I know what he's doing, and I'd probably, if I was in his position, be doing the exact same thing, trying to drum up some interest. But I still think it's wrong. 
Ryan in upstate New York says that's going to be a battle between the NFL and NFLPA for sure. Allie in Texas says maybe those guys would be better than the NFL guys because the game would be played different, I would think. I haven't ever watched it. That's the whole point. Take our word for it. Go look it up on YouTube. It's not hard to find. Our call is on there. It's hella entertaining. Aaron in Edmonton says the biggest difference between the NBA taking over the Olympics and NFL is flag is actually a different game. Um, Randolph in Toronto says sometimes when I watch NFL today, I wonder if they're playing a type of flag football now. Yeah, but when they hit, they bang, man. They smack. And that doesn't happen in flag. We broadcast six games a day over three days, and there was one injury, Darren, and I think it was a pulled hamstring, but it wasn't a contact injury, right? So anyways, no. um, I want to break. I'm inter- I want to see on Twitter what they're saying on there. And in the end, it won't matter, and I'm sure the NFL players probably will show up. They'll probably win. But at least I said my piece today on it. And there's another one that I won't win. When we come back, we'll get to the NHL story. CFL deal or no deal for Bet Regal. And again, John Ohm. Hang on, John Ohm. Ohm. Wants to take umbrage with my comments on the Jets leaving Winnipeg. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code, the RP show and get them all in one package. 
The promo code VRP Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRP Show. You can thank me later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, hey, look at that. Look at that. Beautiful day here in South Florida. It's game day. Does that not make you think hockey? Uh, By the way, Moose, well, I have some breaking news, but first, that's where Chris Sanford's son works. He's a doxman. I didn't even know what a doxman was. Me either. Until I was there. (laughs) I guess they have them. Wherever there's a dock, you need a doxman. Um, Breaking news. Clark, please check your email. Ricky Williams will be on the RP show tomorrow. Ricky Williams, one of the greatest Miami Dolphins ever, will be on the show tomorrow, Moose. That is a fact, Jack. It's a different world. It's a different world now, okay? It's all new territory. Where we're going, there are no roads. What movie? Back to the Future? Yes, sir! Tell him what he's won, Bob. What do we have for him? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, John Ohm. Ohm, I suggest you take a chill pill, dude. Bro, he's just going insane on my comment yesterday that it's just a matter of time before the Jets leave Winnipeg. And he's written in. And says, I need to get this off my chest. What's with the fear factor on the Winnipeg Jets losing their team if they don't get better attendance, Rod? The Jets are going nowhere, Rod. The richest man in Canada owns the Winnipeg Jets, and he won't let that happen. This ticks me off. Good. I was hoping to uh, elicit a reaction. You're telling me that mission accomplished. Number one. Number two, if you go and look at our Facebook page, and I don't know if Darren did this or not. I asked him to pick, pick out some of the meanest, angriest comments and read them here. Um, you can go off memory if you haven't. A lot agreed with me. A lot. Now, John's going on in the comments section with some really good comments. I don't have time to read them all here. But there are people writing in saying, oh, if it's I'm going to pick between feeding my family or going supporting the Jets, you know it's going to win. I don't want to have that argument with you. You're proving my point. And if you want to go one step further, which I know the teams will never look at this perspective or probably John Ohm either, but maybe my fear factor is going to spur people out to go buy tickets and sell out Canada Life Center. Or it won't, which means you're on a slippery slope to eventually leaving anyways. And to say David Thompson's one of the richest men in Canada in the world, sure, fourth richest owner in sports, according to... Forbes magazine, rich people didn't get rich by blowing money. Eventually, eventually, they get tired of spending money. And I know owners that have have offloaded their teams because they've been losing too much money. So, anyways, is there any off the top of your head, Darren, that you can remember? 
Yeah, well, the one I the one I pulled up that I mentioned in our morning meeting, but uh, pro- and it was my favorite. It's the only one we need to say. Somebody commented in, "Is there oxygen on the planet you're from?" You know, to you. And so I thought that one was my favorite. Um, just saying, you're you know, there's no possible way, and how crazy could you be? But there's a lot of those very emotional replies, and everybody's talking about it though. It's not just a a, a you thing or an us thing. Or this show, everybody's talking about the Winnipeg Suns talking about the attendance and what is this problem? And because it's happened before where they've lost the team, I don't think it's going to be a knee jerk reaction. I don't think a couple of years of bad attendance is going to make them leave. Um, this also, people have compared it to Arizona and Phoenix and the Coyotes and how bad they've been, and they're getting 5,000 people to a game because that's all the, the arena can hold, and they're not leaving. The difference is they're one of the largest television markets in the entire. North America, the entire continent. Um, Winnipeg's not that. So there's not that going for it. Well, um, but it, it's got them going, that's for sure. I don't know David Thompson. Obviously, never met him. I've met Mark Chipman a couple of times, the chairman of the Jets. Uh, I wouldn't know David Thompson if he came up and kicked me in the shins. But if the day comes that is not a wise business decision to keep the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg, they're going to be gone. I don't care that you think that it's a hobby for him. Maybe it is a hobby for him. There's the potential there to start losing some big money. And they didn't get to where they are. Which, by the way, he made it in the media business, which, if you noticed, ain't exactly lighting the world on fire now either. So, again... People get very upset when you talk about things they don't want to talk about. I don't care because I make a living doing that in the recovery business. You lose your team. You want to talk about losing a child and the people that I deal with in, in that situation? I'm sorry. I'm not taking, you know, the humble Broncos situation. Lose your team. <clears throat> you will get over it. You've got over it once. And anyways, it's a sports talk show, and I'm ready to move on from that. So I think for the most part, there weren't a lot of real rude comments made from everybody. But again, people don't like talking about painful things. Gets them upset, and uh, it doesn't bother me at all. Regarding NFLers and CFLers at the Olympics, which, by the way, would be a great topic tomorrow as to what would be your teams. But Carlos in Indianapolis writes that he says, how many NFL and CFL teams would let their superstars go play in the Olympics? The backup, sure, but I think teams would be hesitant to send their starters to the Olympics due to the injury risk. Of course, and in the end, this is going to be one big poo-poo. I don't think that the NFLers will be going at all, but it's certainly fun to talk about. Um, okay, to where, 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 where was I? Nowhere, really. Oh, I'm going to save CFL deal or no deal for next hour. But for the CFL fans, Friday night, Calgary at BC, it's a massive game. I'm a little surprised the Lions are favored by so much. It's 8.5 point favorites, BC at home. That's how much, well, these guys aren't dumb. The people at Bet Regal that make these odds, they know that BC's really going to want to win it, to quote John Lynch, right? They really want to win. Says the other team, John. Yeah, but they really want to win. Because on Saturday, Winnipeg's got Edmonton in a friends and family game. That means nothing for Edmonton. So Winnipeg's probably going to win it. And the two teams are tied for first in the West. And Winnipeg's favored by 12. BC really needs to win. I think that's why they're favored so much. And then Saturday, Argos at Sask. Argos favored by nine and a half. Do you, Moose, um, 
have any problems with those point spreads and uh, my analysis of it? No, um, because, you know, the game and, and the betting is not necessarily going <sighs> to reflect. I mean, the betting is going to be 50-50. That's why the point spreads are where they are. And I think you look at the Calgary-BC game, a lot of it has to do with both these teams want to win. BC wants yeah. a buy. They want first place. So, like, they're not taking their foot off the gas pedal. And Toronto wants to go perfect at home. Toronto wants to be, you know, continue to be on playing well going into the playoffs. Um, so all four teams have something to play for. I think that's why the spreads are where they are. And I don't expect a lot of rest to happen here in these football games. Arlen Bruce III writes in, two-time Grey Cup champion, NFL alum, but wants to talk hockey. Stop the world. I want to get up. AB writes in and says, I just became an NHL fan in the last three years, and it would be nice to see a Canadian team win it all. Great morning, RP. Heading to the big game Friday at BC Place. Take the over. Thanks, AB. Uh, if, if you've all just joined us, the one big topic I wanted to talk about today was NFLers and CFLers representing their, can, their countries at the Olympics in flag football. Monty in Saskatoon, you know Monty. Mm. He says, hell yes, Canada to win gold in 2028. Hell what yes. you people, what you people don't understand is that brawn doesn't matter. It, it's flag football. So really how big you are and how strong you are, I don't think, Darren, should really matter. Am I right? Or, like, it's not about dominating the line of scrimmage where football games are won. You're it's right. not about that at all. No. Speed is really number one. Um, quarterbacks do have to be very mobile. They have to be extremely mobile uh, as, long as, as well as accurate. And what does, the only time that physical, like, being tall helps because, you know, you see those long plays, jump balls in the end zone at times could be a, a factor. But it's a completely different game. Completely different game. And right now, uh, with it being amateurs that play flag football at the national level, you end up with, like we saw, two really good Mexican teams on both the men's and the women's side. Yeah. Really good, really competitive, right? And I think the Olympics will want something about competitive balance all around the world. That's why we love sports so much. Just so you know, in I can't remember if it was the men's or the women's game, the gold medal final, we were broadcasting it on the Olympic television network, y'all. And the Mexicans got screwed by the refs. And the only reason I know that was because Serena was the sideline reporter in the end zone. And there was a, I couldn't see. There's no video replay, which is another thing. Talk about a throwback to a pure, innocent time, Darren, where there's not oh, yeah. 87 cameras installed around the field. There's no video replay. And uh, some, just two guys that happened, two football guys were standing there watching a touchdown. A very clear touchdown was called out of bounds by the refs for Mexico that would have won in the game. And Serena was just listening to them because she's like me. And they looked at it, these two guys looked at each other and they're like, that was a bad call. Mexico's getting hosed. Yeah, well, welcome to USA, USA. <laughs> and by the way, I just heard this frame, uh, phrase last night. I don't know how I feel about it. I think I love it. But it was, this is America, Rod. Money matters. 
Munch on that for a while. Point five, the New Orleans Saints host the Jacksonville Jaguars in the lone NFL game tonight. New Orleans is third in the NFC South at three and three. Jacksonville first in the AFC South and has won three games in a row. We all know Nathan Rourke activated for the game. I don't think they've named, said whether Trevor Lawrence is in or out. Saints favored by two and a half at home. Most deal or no deal? Um, no deal. I think Trevor Lawrence will play and the Jags will win. How about that? You're just in love with the Jags. How about that? I shouldn't be. They're division rivals of my Titans, but... Uh, but you are. To be honest. Yeah. Brian Rempel writes in. He is in Winnipeg. He says, no panic in Winnipeg. This is on the 902 text line. 15,000 last night in Ottawa. 10,000 Tuesday in San Jose. Florida always 10,000. It's just not hockey season yet. Wilf in Manitoba, Steinbeck says, Hi, Rod and Moose. David Thompson paid $170 million for the Jets, now valued at $650 million, plus profits over the years. Jets need to figure out a marketing plan to get bums in the seats. Darcy Federko writes in. He is in Grand Prairie, Alberta, watching on Game Plus TV, and he says, No way do NFLers in the Olympics Plus, too much risk for injury. Yeah, so in the end, it's not going to happen anyways. Um, Kirk in Toronto writing in, watching on Game Plus. I'm surprised, Rod, to hear you are rooting for Hamilton to be in and win the Grey Cup and not your pal, Cody Fajardo. Bro, I don't look at things anymore as a fan or your run-of-the-mill media guy, which that horse is out of the trailer. I'm not even that anymore. I don't know what I am. But I'm not your typical media guy. I look at it from a business perspective. And the CFL needs the Ticats in the Grey Cup. Write it down. I would almost go far as, so far as to say watch for calls their way the rest of the way, uh, including in the playoffs. And just so you know, I've seen it happen. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. Great job so yeah. far. You see if you can keep yeah. it up in hour two. <laughs> How about Alan May? Alan May joins us next. I didn't even talk about what happened last night at the National Hockey League, and I have to for sure. I don't think these are your dad's Washington Capitals. Although, in retrospect, maybe they are your dad's Washington Capitals. We'll get the story from Alan May when we return. Capitals TV analysts, we're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Another day talking hockey in paradise. 
And looking at last night's games, Josh Norris had quite the return in his first NHL game in 270 days. The 24-year-old center had two goals as the Ottawa Senators beat the Washington Capitals 6-1 to extend their winning streak to three games. Norris hadn't skated in a game since January after going shoulder surgery elsewhere. How about Detroit? They spanked Pittsburgh 6-3. But we're going to talk about the Caps. Our good friend Alan May joins us from Washington. He's the Capitals TV analyst. The Mr. Everything there in Washington with the Caps. Hey, Alan. Good to see you, buddy. Happy New Year. Um, what's your take on that 6-1 loss last night uh, to Ottawa? Well, you had a team that's firing as fast as they can go with the Ottawa Senators doing an incredible job. Uh, young players, only three players over 30, a 35-year-old in Giroux who still has his legs and is an absolute machine. They've got a 35, a 33, and a 31, and that's Tarasenko. And he's one of the hottest players in the National Hockey League right now. So all their other players are 26 and under uh, with minus Travis Hamannick, but they they can fly. They move the puck. They don't, they, they, everything is a read and react with them. And the Washington Capitals, on the other hand, they look very confused right now. Uh, they look slow with some of their older players, but I think the overthinking is causing the old paralysis, paralysis by analysis, what we know is never a good thing in the National Hockey League when you're overthinking. So all the systems are brand new, and the players right now, to me, are having trouble adapting, and it's causing them a lot of problems. They've only got three yeah. goals through three games. They let in about 16, I think 16 or 17 in the three games, but the good news is they're one and two. They play in Montreal on Saturday. Maybe they can get back to 500 and start to build on it, with the, they have a rare, very, very good home schedule for the first while. So they've got to make sure they don't blow that and put themselves right out of contention right off the bat. Okay, Alan, you, as usual, you bring some common sense and reason to this. Because we saw with the Panthers here last year, first season under Paul Maurice. Took him until December to figure it out and ended up going all the way to the Stanley Cup final. So talk about this new head coach, if you don't mind, in Washington. His agent's a good friend of mine, watches this show every day. Um, how do you think this is going to turn out? I think it's going to turn out all right. You know, the biggest thing that Spencer's dealing with right now, he, he's one of the, the, the most well-spoken coaches I have ever heard. And he's young. By National Hockey League standards, he's 41. I wish I was still 41. Uh, but, you know, the, the big thing with him is, is communication is excellent. And, you know, he, he, he's got a system he wants to put in place. But last year's system under LaViolette was so slow, the players were skating backwards or stopped in the neutral zone at all times. There, were, there was nothing fancy about what they did. I thought for an older team, they were at a disadvantage at all times. Uh, now he wants a five-man swarm. And what's happening, and there's always one player overthinking or out of – position and is causing all types of coverage errors right now when they don't have the puck. Uh, you know, guys are caught in between what they were supposed to do last year and this year. And I blame some of it on how bad and awful the preseason is now that your veteran players, I don't think, play hard enough during preseason. Your younger players are caught between going X and Y and Z and all, you know, just standing here and there. And they don't really go after, you know, making the team in preseason by you know, heart, hustle, desire, effort, and maybe going the extra mile and creating some havoc around the ice. So I think right now the, the bad preseason, which every team in the league is guilty of, uh, mind you, is that it's taking a little while. And the Caps have, through the month of October here, I think they've got to get their act together if they, if they want to try to be a wild card team. Uh, you know, Ovechkin doesn't have a point. Backstrom doesn't have a point. Oshie doesn't have a point. Kuznetsov doesn't have a point. Just six players have points through three games. John Carlson's been excellent, but it's been 
a very slow and not pretty to watch type of start to the season so far. Well, let's talk let's talk about something exciting and positive. The Senators. How excited should their fans be? Because I feel like they're right on the edge of really getting excited. Well, and they still have one player they've got to get back in the lineup. So they should be very, very excited. They look like a playoff team. Uh, their defensemen can flat out fly. They can all move the puck. Shabbat, Sanderson are excellent. Brandstrom looked the best I've ever seen him look last night, and he's on their third pair. But you, you look at what they've been able to do up front. Uh, they're terrifying. You think of their top line. That was one of the top two or three top lines in the National Hockey League last year. Uh, when you hit, take Kachuk with 35 goals, you had uh, Giroux with 35 goals, and I think Stutzla was at 39 goals. He had a breakout season. So when you have all those players, the second line identifies very much as a, a line that can play with anyone as well. But I would take that first line that the Senators have and put them against anyone in the league, any top line in the league. And they probably have more grit and more jam because of Kachuk and Giroux on the side, but mostly Kachuk. So they've got a, you know, a very well-built top six. And if they can stay healthy, I think they're going to be a team that's in the playoffs and a team that could surprise a lot of teams uh, as they get there because I, I think they're going to be near the top of their division. Uh, they have definitely broken through, and as long as they stay healthy, they're in contention. Alan, uh, we have a lot of viewers in Calgary, as you know, in your home province of Alberta. They can't watch Caps games without tears running down their face. And you know what I'm talking about, Matthew Phillips. He was theirs, and they let him get away. Is he all that? Is he all that? Well, it's way too early to determine. Uh, the first game against Pittsburgh, he did all the little things well, but no one really stood out in that game. But he, he's not a hindrance. He's not a liability out there. He's a very intelligent hockey player. I think it was four or five seasons in the American Hockey League, which is a very tough league to play in because it's all about defense, but he was still putting up incredible numbers. He had, I think, 77 goals over two seasons. He had about 150-some points. I'm really bad at the math today. But, you know, he, he's more than a point-of-game guy there. And so far here, he's fit in well with Dylan Strom, Sonny Milano. Uh, they moved the puck well. I thought he was going to be a little bit scary and dangerous inside the defensive zone, but he's getting the puck out. He's making the right plays. He's always where he's supposed to be. He's not a great, beautiful skater and dynamic like Theo Fleury was for a smallish guy. But, you know, he works. He, he, he is continual and uh, moving his legs. It's like just always going. And, you know, so I, I really appreciate what he's been able to do with the team. I think he earned his time in training camp. He was one of the few people that went after it every single game. And I was worried about his board play. But so far during the regular season, uh, he hasn't let himself get manhandled or pushed off the puck. Uh, he's just thinking the game very well. And I, I think he's an intelligent hockey player. Obviously, he's put up great numbers everywhere. But as I said before, once he got going in the American Hockey League, he became a more complete hockey player, you know, getting his offense to go with all the other stuff. So he's not a defensive liability like you see a lot of guys who may be tweeners or just minor league goal scorers. Uh, he's very competent. I don't know if he'd necessarily, you know, be the – the guy that saved the Calgary Flames, but he fits in well here. And sometimes the best thing that can happen for a young player is to get out of the organization that drafted you. And, you know, because they've got preconceived ideas about who you are and what you are. And, you know, they start to pick your game apart. You go somewhere else, they sign you for the positives. He is playing here on a one-way contract. And I think that's got to give him a lot of confidence. Thank you for the analysis, and you may wish you were 41, Alan, but you and Jeff Pearson live like you're 41. 
And for that, I'm so, <laughs> so I say that as a compliment. You know that, right? You guys had a great time at Weimar Lake this summer in Minnesota. Well, we always do. Some of the greatest people I've ever met in my life live on that lake. Really, all the surrounding lakes around there. And you've got to come up and uh, spend some time with us. Uh, and uh, now that I quit drinking beer, you and I can hang out all day and drink water and electrolytes and salt <laughs> water and all of that. Uh, but it, it's I love a it. great time. We see a lot of concerts up there. We, we have the time of our lives. I can tell, man. I, I was just waiting for the invitation, so it finally came. Alan, thanks for this, and uh, enjoy the hockey. Thanks, man. Take care. See you soon. The great Alan May, one of the best people you'd ever want to meet. We'll be right back with a sports update and audience takeover. We got Jerry Teabag Hack, author and Vancouver Canucks uh, follower. Coming up in hour two, we're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. RP Show continues on a beautiful sunny day. Game day, actually, as you uh, know, in South Florida. Next hour, we'll be spending far more time on the big match tonight. Leafs and Panthers. Uh, it is official. Breaking news. Ricky Williams will be on the program tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern. Just over 24 hours from now, Ricky Williams, the Dolphins great, will be on this show. It's a hell of a story. I'll get into it more with Moose next hour. You guys have been following this show long enough. Although we went to 1.4 million homes August 25th. So there's a lot of stuff you people don't know that have just started watching this show. A lot of stuff went on before you showed up. Like apparently a lot of stuff went on in Florida before I showed up. How about that? Yeah. But we have a sports, well, it's not a sports bar. It's a high-end rooftop restaurant in Pompano Beach, Florida, on the shores of the Atlantic, where we do special occasion shows. We did our thousandth show there. We did our Florida Panthers NHL season preview last year. But they only, the manager, Thad, is a very close friend of ours, but he only likes the Panthers, and he only likes hockey. So the other day, Clark, you might get a kick out of this. I said, uh, I tried to get Ricky Williams down to the beach house. Which, by the way, we, he won't be appearing. We're not going live at the beach house. Thad didn't even know who he is, is my point. And Serena says, I bet you he won't know. I'm like, come on. How do you not know who Ricky Williams is? I don't know. I guess if you're a hockey fan only, well, I know. And uh, I think we all know. So Ricky Williams is going to be with us tomorrow. Uh, again, 1 p.m. Eastern. I can't wait. And by the way, he's got a lot to talk about. I, that's the other thing. I got a lot to talk about with him. I've been waiting a long time to talk to him. Like, I get it. I get, I get it. He walked away from the game. He was, didn't want to do it anymore. It's like watching the Johnny Manziel thing. I get it. He's living in Scottsdale, just wants to be left alone. Dude, I get it. Sports update, the Philadelphia Phillies can secure a 3-0 lead in the NLCS with a win today in Arizona. 
The Phillies are coming off a 10-0 rout of the Diamondbacks on Tuesday. Houston Astros will try to even the American League Championship Series tonight at 2 when they visit Texas. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence aims to play at New Orleans tonight, even though he's nursing a sprained left knee. He has started every game during his three seasons in the NFL. Jags have activated Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke from the practice roster as insurance. Canada remains perfect at the World Mixed Curling Championship in Aberdeen, Scotland, after a 12-6 win over Hungary. Canada will play in the quarterfinals on Friday after winning all eight round-robin games. The team is skipped by Montreal's Felix Azalei. The sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing, the high-quality beer behind great conversation and unforgettable memories. Visit commoncrown.ca. The difference here, well, there are many, between Ricky Williams, Johnny Manziel, and I, is that these guys got fed up and walked like in their 20s. I got fed up and walked in my late 40s. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. Leave me alone. But I can't wait to talk about uh, what Ricky is pumping, his new brand, and his NFL story, and his last ever, see, his last ever pro football game, I called it. I was telling Serena this the other day. Uh, my financial planner, Mike McCullough, broke his arm. Saskatchewan Rough Riders linebacker. And they took him in an ambulance to the uh, Pasqua Hospital, and he never played again. I am not bringing that up. Nolan writes in from Saskatoon and says, what's wrong with the Oilers? Nothing, bro. They won 6-1 in Nashville the other night. Stop trolling. It's going to be ugly in Philadelphia tonight, man. Ugly. Larry Dye in Medicine Hat writes in and says, if Halsey did the 20, uh, 2003 Grey Cup, who did the 2010 Grey Cup at Edmonton? I did. Yeah, but the, the, it changed by then. Don't get in my way with history. Really good point, Larry, in Medicine Hat. The, uh, the parameters changed by then. 902-518-3033 is uh, the text line. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Find the perfect keynote speaker for your event at EMJ Marketing. Look up Joe there, emjmarketing.com. What have we got, 15 seconds? Poll question, should NFLers and CFLers be allowed to play flag football at the Olympics? It's brought to you by Key Auto Group. Lots to talk about an hour or two coming up after this brief pause. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.